<laughs> I knew you couldn't get enough of our sexy content. Let's have a quickie. Hello, all you babes, bitches, and badasses. It's Mariah here. A real quick quickie, uh, just to keep you in the loop and let you know that I care and want to know and want to share all the things with you. Um, before I get started today, I just want to say thank you all for tuning in, for being fans of the show. Uh, thank you for everyone who has shared it and just keep us going. I would love if you are listening on an Apple device to take a moment to go to iTunes, look up our show, subscribe, and write a review. It goes so far when um, folks can tell other folks who haven't tuned into the podcast what to expect, what they like about it, what's coming up for them. And it also helps push us out on the algorithm to other people who want to hear the podcast. Um, so today, I'm really going to talk about something that is personal for me, like a lot of my uh, quickies, just because I'm passionate and I think it's, you know, to validate other people's feelings. But this is genital insecurity. Really what I mean when I say that is that paranoia or worry about what I am like compared to other people. Um you know, thinking about your genitals when you're intimate with someone else and worrying like, is that normal? Is that fine? Is this person thinking that it's to this, to that, not enough of that, not enough of this. Um, and it can really get in your head. And actually, it were fueling a lot of things from media when we are thinking about those things. Um, you know, media, obviously, when we're seeing ads and, and other things, they gain from our insecurities. Just like if we have insecurities about the way we look, um, the kind of makeup we use, or facial products, or hair products we use, um, you know, companies gain from that because they can sell us more things. And, you know, the beauty industry preys upon insecurities. And so, it's just something to think about. It's not something I wanna shame anyone on or say because you're insecure, you need to fix this. It's really just to think about it in a way that's, you know, what is this doing for me? And how can I give myself permission to maybe minimize some of those insecure thoughts and worries? Um, you know, I think there's some negative things that we wanna be aware of when we're really thinking about our genitalia and the insecurities we have about those. Um, there's obviously the extreme examples where someone can, you know, go and feel like they have to have surgical intervention and surgery, like maybe a labioplasty or an adult male going to get circumcised who wasn't circumcised at birth because they're worried because they don't look like somebody else and they don't appear to be like what the media portrays as that beauty standard for that those genitals and so really I just want to give you permission to be you to really embrace yourself flaws and all if you want to call them flaws um, but you know light on that spectrum of maybe the negative impact is just like having anxiety and not being fully present when you're intimate even with yourself or with a partner or partners and you're worried about the whole time what they're thinking or what they might be comparing you to or even comparing yourself to something you've seen in media, 
pornography, something else like that. It can really harm um, partnerships by creating an unhealthy expectation for someone's partner. Um, and, you know, if I'm only exposed to a certain type of person when I see on media and then I compare my partner to that, um, especially if I'm looking at their genitalia for that, that can really create um, unhealthy expectations and actually harm partnerships and relationships. Obviously, we have that feeling of insecurity that can grow and continue to grow and and leave you feeling like you're not worthy enough or not normal even. Um, and, you know, there's multi-million dollar industry out there for pills and quick fixes and creams and other things to try to make you feel like you look normal. And so just asking yourself, is this going to bring me happiness even if I change this one thing about myself? I'm not saying that those surgical interventions or even uh, you know topical interventions are not necessary. Sometimes they very much are. But is it purely just for the aesthetic reason, the look of something? Maybe let's have a conversation. And if it's so much to the extreme where you can't even be intimate with yourself or someone else, I want to highly recommend maybe going to find a therapist that you can talk to and work through those feelings because that's a really alienating feeling in that, um, you know, isn't something I'd love to and let people think that is normal. We want to be able to embrace our sexuality and all of our, all of ourselves, um, but if you find yourself kind of pausing once in a while or having those thoughts, there are some things you can do to minimize those thoughts, take more control of your sexuality and embrace that sexual side of you. Um, for one, that's getting familiar with yourself and what you look like. Um, you know, getting a mirror out, feeling, touching, embracing that without judgment and just getting curious, I think is a really quick, easy step that you can use to get more comfortable about like what I look like and not be paranoid of like, am I normal? Do I look like the typical whatever? Um, other things too, to kind of just start that ball rolling is find something about you that you do appreciate and try to bring that into to stop some of those negative thoughts from spiraling. Maybe you are a little more paranoid about maybe the color of your areola right? It's something that we hear all the time, but you love the shape of your breasts. Then really try to be like, okay, you know what? Not comfortable with that, but I do love this. And I'm going to say I love this way more than I don't like that. And that's going to help kind of just stop that negative thought from spiraling, getting really into our heads. Um, a big one, and I think this is for anything that's body image related, genitalia or not, is just being very aware of where we are getting those expectations of what we're supposed to look like or what the normal is. Are we exposing ourselves only to airbrushed, photoshopped, perfect actor, actresses, um, you know, something that that is what they get paid for or, um, you know, that is a big one for me because if I'm constantly just comparing myself to maybe the labia I see on pornography, it's going to look a little bit different. It's going to make me feel some kind of way about myself. And especially if it's um, 
not amateur porn too, because those people like that's what they get paid big bucks for is because it looks a certain way. Things look a certain way. Um, I don't want to demonize that industry because of that, but I do want to just look at it for what it's it, what it is. And I still expose myself to other things. Um, this is something nudists have tapped into for themselves. I, any nudist I've ever talked to has such an appreciation for what their body looks like and they get to see more normal bodies and normalize the spectrum that we show up in, in our, our skin suits. Um, and it's really cool just to hear like how comfortable they are with themselves because they're not only seeing and, ex and, and experiencing other naked bodies in a vacuum. And so it's just something that's very normal if this looks like that and that looks like that and whatever. So it's just kind of cool. I mean, I'm not telling everyone that they should become nudists, but um, a lot of nudist community members have tapped into that power themselves because they've been exposed to that because they're not just looking at bodies in a, in a different way or like through what the media lens is saying. Um, you know, there's other things that we can do and kind of ask ourselves, like, what is this bringing or why might I be worried about this? Is it because someone made a comment 30 years ago or is it because there's a joke constantly, you know, said that is um, about penis size or, or labias? You know, we hear that all the time. You know, it's fun to joke around about that stuff. But each time those jokes are said and heard, it does take a notch. You know, it does kind of hit a little deeper. And that does have a pro profound effect. Um, where people get some of those ideas are, you know, are from porn. There may be internet or other media places. It could be a comment from a partner, current partner, past partner. Um, it could even be discussions with family. Uh, some doctors, minimal, minimal exposure to those worries can be from a doctor. And then you know, other, like it just kind of other things. So this is from a survey that looked at, uh, you know, people's thoughts of their own genitalia. Men and women also have different views of themselves. And I'm going to generalize that because that's what the study was done. Um, I'd love to look at more studies with other genders and everything. But for today, we're really going to talk about that. Um, mostly, women always have higher insecurities in different areas than men other than one area and that's actually feeling um, genital appearance might negatively impact their confidence in underwear or swimsuits so men are actually more paranoid and it affects about 31 percent of men who have genital insecurity versus 26 percent of women um, but mostly that you know all women are, are very a little more worried about themselves. A big one is actually the taste, feeling like the taste of their genitalia is different or wrong, or it gives them that sense of anxiety. That affects almost 50% of women versus 33% of men. So just thinking about what you say, what we do, what we hear, the feedback we give to our partners, that's a big impact for women. And especially if we need to be fully present and in our sexual space to enjoy sex, 
that can be a big hindrance of being able to climax, being able to be fully present and enjoying that intimate connection. Um, then there's another one of just confidence in the bedroom where, uh, you know, genitalia insecurity can infect about 23% of women say that that's something for them and 15% of men. So just kind of seeing that difference as well. So there's things out there that we can do. We can look at and just start to slowly impact positively those, you know, insecurities that people might have. Start with yourself, let it go to your partner. Make sure you just kind of check yourself on the jokes that you say. I say those jokes all the time. I don't want to shame anyone for that. But maybe if we're more aware, we can um, see how that impacts, affects others. So thank you for joining me in my genitalia conversation today. I am really looking forward to connecting with you all next week with a interview episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, to hit us up on social media, and share this with friends. Love you all. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for the quickie. See you next week. <laughs>